0: Hey everybody, this is Mark Richards, the owner of Wasatch Recovery and a proud sponsor of Todd Sylvester's BeliefCast. We are excited to have you join us as we discuss Wasatch Recovery's unique treatment programs for overcoming addictions and techniques for developing a healthier lifestyle. We call this the Wasatch Way. Wasatch Recovery's goal is to instill hope, teach resilience, and help you achieve recovery. Enjoy today's podcast.
1: We are back. This is Todd Sylvester, everyone, with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. And this is another episode of the Wasatch Way. We've done several of them now. It's been fun. Uh, We've had some amazing feedback, so hopefully this will be another one of those ones that you'll want to share with people. And hopefully today you leave feeling better about yourself. Uh, We love you guys for tuning in week after week. Uh, Shout out to all our sponsors. You guys are fantastic. Wasatch Recoveries. One of our major sponsors, uh, you know, Mark Richards allows me to do this for my office here at Wasatch. So we're live from Wasatch Recovery, the greatest university on the planet,
0: <laughs> right, Mark? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I have Mark Richards with us, uh, on this episode today and Mark, it's great to be with you as always.
0: Always great to be here, Tony. I love it. I just <laughs> love it. I love doing it. I yeah. love talking to people about it. It's
1: good stuff. You know, um, we, uh. The weather's turning, where're spring's coming, and this is usually when we start our softball league sober softball. Maybe talk a little bit about that, Mark, on why we do that and in you know maybe kind of, you know, how long have we've done that? I think we've done it since day one, but I'm not sure.
0: Well, I don't know if it was really day one, but it was pretty close. We've been doing okay. it for a long, long time. yeah. And uh, originally when we started playing softball, it was down in the Sandy League. And, uh, we had originally one team yeah. and then it moved to two teams and we had an alumni team, a staff team and a residential <laughs> team pretty soon before we knew it, we had four or five teams Yeah. and it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was just so great to be able to stay connected, not only to the alumni, yeah. uh, to people in the outpatient, uh, but to see the people here in residential, be able to really grow together. And I think sports is such a great way to do that. Yeah. Um, it immediately creates a connection. You got to work together. You got, you know, those teammates, they actually become kind of a family.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the questions I ask the clients all the time, what's, what's the definition of love, right? And you get all kinds of answers and to be honest, most people have a hard time answering that question. That's a tough question, how do you yeah. really say it? And one of the things I think makes it more simple but yet it's powerful is love equals sacrifice. And when you're on a team and you're sacrificing for each other, you end up loving that team and you feel connected in that way. Wouldn't you agree?
0: I totally agree. Because
1: you've played sports growing up and think about the teammates you had, you love them.
0: Oh, I still love them to this day. Right. And. Uh, <laughs> You know, anybody who has a competitive bone in their body um, who has played anything, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's sports, yeah. if it's chess, yeah. if it's anything. Um, yep. It just is those, it's that competitive edge and it really just allows you to grow together because in those team sports situations, you got to work together to get to the end goal and that's ultimately to win.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I love that. And I think, you know, we... I think it's important for our listeners to understand that so, you know, we have clients come to residential which is a, you know, anywhere from 45 days to 90 day stay. Then they go to our day treatment. They step down to day treatment which is another 30 to 60 uh, days. Then they do our IOP which is a 12 week program. Right. Right? But what we do is every Friday night once the weather turns like it has, we do sober softball night Friday nights. Right? Absolutely, and so um the reason why I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the main reasons why we do that is we want our residents, our clients, people we care about and love about, feel connected.
0: Oh, it's just a huge thing we've ta- We talk about connection all the time, yeah, uh, in many podcasts, we talk about connection, yeah, but it's such a vital thing, mm-hmm. especially for Well, I think for all of us, I shouldn't even say just for our residents and for our alumni. It's for all of us. Um, If we're not connected to our spouses, if we're not connected to our children, Mm -hmm. if we're not connected, period, we're missing out on something. And to create an opportunity for them to stay connected is so vital and so great to be able to do. Um, After playing in that Sandy League for such a long time, there were so many teams that weren't able to get in there or they were trying to cut us back. And uh, we wanted to make sure that everybody still had the opportunity and ended up that um, after that Sandy League, uh, we decided to start our own sober softball league.
1: Okay. And
0: uh, it actually has turned out to be such a great thing. Uh, We have, I believe at least in years past we've had up to 25 teams in our league and it's all sober softball. Most of them are in recovery. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of us put together teams, you know, with yeah. employees and alumni and it's, it's so fun to be able to get out on a Friday night and, uh, just see the people that you haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And, uh, again, it's that instant connection. It takes you right back to where you were. Yeah. And I think it's such a great thing. So,
1: um, i think it was johan Hari says uh, the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety it's connection Um, that's a term that's thrown out a lot now you know connections the opposite of addiction or addictions the opposite of connection or you know because again when we're in our when someone's caught up in their addiction they isolate they're not and they may have some connections with people but it's usually the wrong connection or, the, or it's unhealthy. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's what, what you provide, Mark, with this Sober Softball League is healthy connections, people with the same goal in mind. I wanna be clean, I wanna do the right thing, I wanna make a difference, and to see people come together and then sacrifice for their team and get connected and feeling that love. I, I really believe, I mean, we've heard it from several clients that they, the reason why I'm clean is because of the Sober Softball League.
0: Oh, it's amazing, to right? Be. Yeah, it really is amazing to uh, see how anxious they get for that spring to come because mm-hmm. we do it during the spring, the summer, and the fall. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we can't do it all year round yeah but they really do they really look forward to that and it's just awesome to watch yeah Um, (laughs) but it's an opportunity for anybody and everybody to come out if they want to play we'll find a team to put them on if they want to just come and watch you know we invite anybody to come and watch yeah and uh it's great It, it really is a fun thing to be able to come and and just be a part of
1: yeah, you used to play back in the
0: day, a little yeah, bit, right? <laughs> I did, and I had to have back surgery and uh, <laughs> couldn't run to first base anymore. But I, uh, I'm getting better. Maybe I'll go back out from time yeah, to time and play yeah. a game here and there. But yeah,
1: I used to play on the staff team from time to time. It was so much fun. It's softball's a blast. Anyone can play it. Right, right. I mean, I mean, I remember we had one resident who, that he grew up, you know, thinking you know he didn't belong. He wasn't very athletic. He wasn't involved in sports, but he really wanted to be. So he just felt isolated and alone. And then he comes to our program, and he's so scared. Right? And I think you, I, I think you know who I'm going to talk about. I do. He finally hits the ball, and he's so excited. He actually runs to third base.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, right? Yeah.
1: Instead of first, but at the same time, he talks about how it changed his life. And and we, you might think that's so simple, but yet if you understand what this guy's been through, and a lot of people, a lot of kids growing up wanna be part of a sports program, but they didn't make it or they got cut or whatever it may be. But I mean, for him, this is like, that's what it's like, man, that changed my life
0: and it really did and to add to that story that was such a (laughs) great time we uh we barely qualified for the tournament part of that league and then we went on this roll and we ended up playing in the very last game we ended up winning the championship (laughs) at 1 a.m that's Uh, right we played till 1 a.m in the night and uh ultimately we ended up giving him the most valuable player trophy And I don't know if you remember that, but his dad called me and said he slept with that trophy last night. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. It was was an unbelievable thing to hear because it just instantly gave him such a connection to us. And he he was so great. (laughs) That's awesome. What a great thing to watch and see.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, many of you listen to this, you know, if you've had loved ones in addiction or someone's even struggling now – if they're honest with you, they'll tell you that one of the, one of the biggest hang up is they feel alone. They just do, they feel alone. You know, they might feel alone, even if they're sitting in the room with their family and friends, they still feel alone. Yeah. Right, and I think that's one of the best things about coming to treatment, or the best university on the planet, as I like to call it, um, is that you start feeling like you belong. Yeah. Right? Totally. With, with people who are going through the exact same thing. And so, you know, you get calls all day long, every day, all week long, all weekend long from people. Um, when someone who maybe has relapsed, Mark, do you notice that one of the things that they've lost is these healthy connections once they've kind of gone down that
0: relapse mode, so to speak? 100%. In fact, I, uh, bumped into one of my old residents this weekend and, uh, I could just see the the struggle mm-hmm. in him mm-hmm. and uh how shy he was at that moment to see yeah. me and almost felt humiliated and I just gave yeah. him the biggest hug and just said, "Hey, hey I miss. love you so much. Please come and visit me." Yeah. And and I know, I know in his mind it broke that ice mm-hmm. to allow him to go. I am still part of that family. Yeah. And what a great what a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, you probably get that a lot. I do. You, you run know. into people everywhere, oh, right? Oh, gosh. I do. And, <laughs> and and it's great. And, uh, you know, most of the time I see them and they've got smiles on their face and they're walking mm-hmm. around, you know, yeah. Home Depot with their kids. And, yeah. And they're in yeah. this great space. And then every once in a while you'll see that person who's still struggling. And to know that they can come up to me. Yeah. And to not feel shame, or yeah. they might feel the shame, but at least they know they're not going to be judged. It's so vitally important. And I, I agree with you. When they come to treatment, immediately, yeah. you know, we take away that judgment and yeah. it just, it changes their world. Well,
1: let's talk about that for a minute because I think that's a huge thing, Mark. Because one of the things that I think if people understand about you, they'll realize that you don't ever shame anybody. Um, that's one of your strengths is that, you know, like this. Particular guy we're talking about, um, you just giving him a hug, breaking that ice, making it like I'm not judging you. I'm not, I'm not looking at you differently. Kind of thing. You're struggling. You're a human. Let's let's work through this kind of thing. And 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 so um, I I think shame is the thing that keeps people stuck. Shame is I'm a bad person. So for those listening, the difference between guilt and shame is guilt is I did something bad. Shame is I'm bad. Right. right. And shame is, you know, so one of the, so what I do with a lot of our clients who come in here, like, and they're beating themselves up, which is understandable. Oh, totally. I'll always ask the question, how long do you want to keep beating yourself up for? And then you'll be okay. Like how much longer do you need to, and they look at me all puzzled, like, <laughs> and I say, and i like, let's measure it in cups. And I learned this from uh, a, a, an old therapist that we used to have here, Gary. He used to say, Let's measure it in cups. How many more cups of guilt and shame do you have to drink and then you'll be okay? And it's so interesting. They're like, well, I don't have to drink anymore. It's exactly right, right? So it can stop now. Yes, you made a mistake. I'm glad it hurts. See, guilt is good because guilt reminds us, don't do it again. Shame is bad because it keeps us in that victim mindset. And so it's just funny to watch these clients go, well, no, I feel like I got to beat myself up longer and then I'll be, and we're always like, no, 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 no you've already beaten yourself up enough at this point. Why don't we stop beating yourself up and let's move forward from this point. And it's great when the client goes, yeah, I really can stop right now beating myself up. There's no reason
0: because we're not judging you. Like you were saying, Mark, you don't right. judge anyone. Yeah. What do you think of that? I, I love the analogy. I love the analogy that Gary created with that cup. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, eventually you're going to be full. Yeah. <laughs> eventually you're going to have enough, you know, juice in, in you yeah. that you're going to go, okay, I'm done drinking for yeah, the night. Exactly. And, uh, and ultimately, you make that decision and go, okay, yeah, enough is enough. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, it goes back to what you just said people are lonely, people are mm-hmm. shaming themselves mm-hmm. and isolating. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to pull them away from and give them, you know, a place to come where they know, yeah, I'm comfortable yeah I can be vulnerable. I can tell all my crap that I'd feel guilty about right, and not shame myself, yeah, and eventually they start to believe. yeah, it's beautiful and to watch it too. is it really yeah. is it's amazing
1: um, so let me ask you this question, Mark. This is kind of along these lines, but it i want there's a lot of statistics out there that are not very good when it comes to someone recovering or being recovered, right right. And I know where you're at and, and I'm the same way. We don't believe in those statistics. We can we burn those. We're like, nope. we believe everyone coming through this program will do it. Yeah. Um, so what are the odds in your mind? I'd love to hear as an owner of Wasatch Recovery. Someone that comes to our treatment, uh, residential, they do day treatment, they do IOP, they get involved with our sober living, excuse me, yeah, or sober living and sober softball. And they're just a part of our program for over the next year. In your mind, what do you think the odds are of someone someone actually getting this and moving on and living their lives free if, of addiction.
0: If somebody does the entire program, mm-hmm. just like you stated right there, yeah. and stays connected. I would dare say that eight to nine out of 10 people yeah. will be recovered yeah. within that year. And yeah. so many people listening to this are going to go, no way. <laughs> right. But what you said is if they complete it yeah, and that's the key, is they got to commit to mm-hmm. doing the whole program. Yeah. And it's been proven over and over and over. If you do the entire program that you're going to yeah. be well and you're going to be happy. And again, we've often said this on our podcast, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't necessarily a drug and alcohol program. Yeah. This is a life Ooh, I love program. That. Yeah. And uh, love if you're happy and you love yourself and you know that you're okay. You're going to do great, yeah. but it takes time Mm -hmm. to work through your past. It takes time to stay connected, create those connections, and start to believe and practice those new skills that you have to really make you happy.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you, and I know people think, well, that's really kind of a little optimistic. Well, no, we've seen it. We've seen it, the ones that will actually put in the work. I say this all the time. People who put in the work love Wasatch. People who don't put in the work don't necessarily love Wasatch. And it's because it's not really about us, it's about the person putting in the work, right? right. I had a, a, a parent of a client that we have right now. Um, what, what is the success rate? And I said, and I know this is bold, I said 100%. And they, she looks at me like, no, no sorry. And I go 100% if they'll do what we tell them to do and if they put in the work. Because, again, if you put in the work, how could you not get it? Yeah, you can't fail. Can't fail. If you work. If you don't put in the work, you, yeah, the odds aren't very good. Yeah. They're just
0: not good. Yeah, they're not good. And that's why we say, you know, you got to be 100% in. Yeah. Because 99% in, oftentimes you fail. Yep. And It's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. This and is
1: all or nothing when it comes to getting clean.
0: Yeah, it just is.
1: You know, looking back in my, my recovery journey, a recovered journey, is that, I'll, I'll never forget when, you know, you'll remember this, Mark, and those listening. You know, I'm obviously a little older. I'm 53. And back when I was in high school and college, we had cassette tapes. And you remember those big briefcases we had that would carry all the, oh, yeah. the cassette tapes? Oh, yeah. And you, you'd open it up and have two levels. <laughs> and you thought, oh, the cow, look at all these. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget when I knew I had to do everything to get past this. I, w- I had to get rid of the music that reminded me of getting high. And I'm not, I'll never forget, I had a garbage can next to me and I was going through that, I'm like throwing away stuff that it, at the time was reminding me of getting high or wasted or it depressed me or whatever. And I went through and I cleaned house. And it was one of those things where back then my mentor was saying, you've got to do everything. Even getting rid of music that reminds you of when you were using. And I thought, wow, really? And but sure enough it was one of the best things I ever did, Mark. That's awesome. And it goes back with what you were just saying. If you do a hundred percent and to me that was like I'm doing hundred percent. I'm even willing to get rid of the music I love to listen to. Yeah. Right?
0: Well, and music is powerful, you know. Yeah. But there's so many things that are constant reminders mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah. And if we can remove ourselves from those negative reminders again, you're just giving yourself that big, that much better of a chance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I agree with your statement. If you're going to continually work and do what they say and follow a program, your success is inevitable. Yeah. It's just, do I want to do it? Yeah. And we talk about that a lot. You know, Nike has the greatest slogan in the world. You gotta just do it. Just Do it, but it's yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, it, we're never saying it's easy, but right. it's it's very simple. Yep, simple program, mm-hmm. but very consistent, and uh, and you can't help but to succeed.
1: Well, and those that are kind of doubting this right now, maybe listening to this, going, "This is, sounds okay, sounds great," but like if I look at your life, Mark, and, and how you started this whole Wasatch treatment center in the first place. Think about it. You had to put in the work. Like, it's no accident that this is where we're at today. You put in the work. You sacrificed your time, your money. You put you put your house on the line. You put your life on the line to make this happen, right? You did it. Because people would say, oh, I'd love to own my own treatment center one day. And then when people realize, oh, I, that's what I've got to do, they take a step back and go, well, maybe not. Whereas you're like, no, I'm doing this, and you did the work. It's no different in that. Same principles apply there, right, Mark, right. Th- that it does being clean and treatment. Would you agree?
0: I totally agree, 100%. In fact, uh, when I got into this industry, I was so naive about how you know this industry worked that if I didn't do the work, I would have never been able to get to where we are today and I can tell you Toddy that's why I'm still so committed to being here every day because I ask people to work every single day and I committed in the very beginning to do the work and I always said as long as I'm involved in helping people's lives I will continue to do the work and every day I'm still trying to get better
1: for sure every day yeah no and I see that in you I know you're always trying to be better and that's awesome you know, you're you're, you're a, a good example to me, and I know we feed off each, we uh, do, each other. We do, vice versa, yeah. But I, sure. I really know that, uh, I'd, I mean, I want you to know I understand what it took for you to get this place going, and I respect it. Yeah, I appreciate like, that. That's why I always like, you know, I always give you the benefit of the doubt, I always give you, you know, that kind of thing, because I just know the effort you put in to make this even possible. You allow me to do what I do here, I wouldn't be able to do this had you not created Wasatch, you know, recovery. Yeah. So I just want you to know I respect that. And for those listening, again, this goes back to these are the same principles we teach these clients who come through this program. This is real. Principles are true and constant. Yep. And when they live
0: by them, it works. It does. It it works. We know it works, (laughs) you know. And I think that's what happens is people who don't succeed maybe the first, second, or third time is they really don't believe, yep. is they lose their belief that they can really do it. Yeah. And sometimes it does take once or twice or three times to start to believe. Yeah. But once they have the belief and then they stay constant, it's inevitable. Yeah. Wow. It really is inevitable.
1: It's inevitable. And I love what you say about belief because w- this is a perfect segue. I want to share something with our listeners about the power of belief and about the power of doing the work. Okay. This is written, uh, what I'm going to read just, it's a couple paragraphs. It's really short by James Allen. He's one of my heroes. He wrote the book as a man thinketh, uh, this is titled, are you kidding me? And I actually came up with that title myself. That's not James Allen's title. But when I read this, I went, are you kidding me? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So let me just read this. And this goes along with exactly what you just said, Mark. A man is powerless to overcome the wrong and unhappy elements in, his, in, uh, in himself only so long as he regards himself as powerless. If to the bad habit or the addiction is added the thought, I cannot, the bad habit, the bad habit or addiction will remain. Nothing can be overcome until the thought of powerlessness is uprooted and abolished from the mind. Now, this is the, this is the key point. The great stumbling block is not the habit or the addiction itself. It's the belief in the impossibility of overcoming it. And then here's the question. How can a man or woman overcome a bad habit or addiction so long as they are convinced that it's impossible? Great question. Here's the next question. How can a man or woman be prevented from overcoming it when they know they can and they are determined to do it? There it is. Right? Right? And so I, I kind of fubbed that up a little bit. So again, I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but again, if you're determined to do something, how could you not overcome it, right? Just this morning, I showed a client who was thinking this is too hard. And I showed a video clip of a guy chopping wood with no arms. He puts the ax handle between his neck and his chest and he chops wood. It was unreal. And I go... So, you're really saying you can't do it? And he literally was like, okay, I, I'm good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's true. All you have to do is look at something like that. Yes. And uh, you can do it. I went to uh, a year end concert for my daughter at, at school the other night. She's a dancer. And yeah. uh, they had these young children come out. And uh, there was a young girl that was there who actually grew up in my neighborhood. And I hadn't seen her in years and years and mm-hmm. years. And she was born with no legs and one arm, oh, and wow. she was out there dancing on her own. And unreal, it was unbelievable. It just gave me the chills. And again, it just reminds us we can do things. Yeah, we just have to have the determination to do it and the belief to do it.
1: Boy, I love that. That is amazing. Yeah. So again, guys, we're we're sharing this with you because we know it that it works. We've seen it. We watch it every single day. You know, and so to kind of recap connection is the opposite of addiction that's why we do our sober softball league is because we want people to feel connected which is then them not feeling alone the power of belief and then the power in putting in the work right and that's kind of how you live your life mark yeah
0: right well i watch you do it and uh, i do it and it, it does it just makes you feel that gratitude and it gives you the happiness that you need to continue to go from day to day to day because life isn't perfect.
1: Yeah, I love it. Well, if someone wants to, I guess, get involved in our Sober Softball League or if they want to even come watch or whatever and then obviously get a hold of you if they want to get a client in
0: here or a loved one who's struggling, what's the best way for them to do that? Feel free to call me. Feel free to call me on my mobile. My mobile phone number is 801-898-7778. And again, I can get you information on the Sober Softball League. I can get you information on treatment. Um, I can just help by talking to a loved one. Uh, Whatever I can do to help, I'm here. And I have a lot of staff around me who uh, are so good at what we do. Um, And we we just love, love doing this this job to help people. And so... uh, Take yeah. that 20 seconds of insane courage and call.
1: Which we've talked about. Yeah. yeah, call. Call Mark, guys. Please reach out to him. And what I love, too, is if we're not the right fit for your loved one, we will find the place that is. I mean, we're, we're not we're not afraid to do that. Nope. Again, but again, come up here, take a tour, sit down with Mark for a half hour, and you'll be blown away, and you'll not want to leave this place. <laughs> you just won't. Yeah. So please reach out to Mark. He left his phone number. That's his direct line. And he, if he misses your call, he will get back to you. That's just who he is. Absolutely. He'll call you day or night. He's sometimes out helping clients at 3 in the morning who are struggling. He's just that guy. So please reach out to him. We love you. Mark, thanks for doing another episode of The Wasatch Way. It's always great to just sit and chat with you,
0: man. I love chatting with you, Todd. Yeah. I love to, I love talking to other people. So yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody will get something from this one. And, yeah. uh, I'd love to help any way I can.
1: Yeah, thank you. Well, there you go, folks. Another episode of the Wasatch Way. Um, We post them on the beliefcast.com website. Obviously goes to every uh, podcast platform out there. So please share this with someone that you know that might be struggling or needs more information. And thank you for your support and uh, all the sponsors. Love you guys. Thanks for believing in this. And until next time, everyone.